Aloha from San Diego and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Tough Love and Coffee with Stacia Miller and C.T. McGee. Today we are podcasting from Better Buzz Coffee here in Escondido located on Center City Parkway. And it's actually a new location for this coffee shop. They've got one in San Marcos, one in Pacific Beach, and one in Encinitas, which is the one I tend to hang out at. Um, so here I am drinking my hazelnut divinity, and my partner in crime is not. She's on a detox. And just wanting a cookie. I, uh, I should be on a detox, but instead I ate the cookie, and she's not. <laughs> so we are a balanced uh, partnership That's right. here. That's right. Um, we washed each other out today. Okay, so today's topic is on self-improvement. Is self-improvement the new sexy? Um, how do you approach self-improvement? Do you support or sabotage others who work on themselves in order to improve their health and well-being? And what are you doing to work on your health and well-being? Are you doing anything towards self-improvement? I am. I am doing what is called the Ultimate Reset. Um, it is a 21-day detox program. and. Um, What's the purpose yeah. of your doing this detox station? Well, the purpose, oh, well, I should probably tell you the purpose. <laughs> I decided to self-sabotage myself mm -hmm. and emotionally eat for probably from September to right through the holidays. Wow, right that's a long time. Right up until I started it a week ago. I'm on day seven right now. So, yeah. It was really bad. You know, I, I tend to be an emotional eater. Mm -hmm. So when my Same. aunt passed away in September, mm. it triggered my mother. She died of cancer like my mother did. Yeah. So it triggered my mother's yes. death, which I... Was she your is, mom's sister too? Yes. Oh, so that's really close. Right. So it's when really close to home. my mom passed, or d during the last probably two or three weeks of my mother's life, I started to eat every, you know, yeah. eat my emotions. And then... When, about a year after she passed, I corrected that, and that's when I started working out and you know, all, and, you know, eating good and all that and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, then when my aunt passed away, it almost it just brought back all those same yeah. emotions of my mom passing. So I did start doing it again. Now, did you know at the time what you were doing, or yes. not until oh, yes, I after? Know. You knew you were in the oh, throes of it. Oh, I absolutely know. I don't okay. deny. I'm not in denial about Got it. about anything. Well, some people are not aware. That is true. But you were aware. I was because I recognized because I had done it before. Yep. And I recognized the pattern, and I knew it was happening. But I, I told myself, okay, I'll get through this mm -hmm. emotion, this sadness, mm -hmm. this stress, or you know, all of that that's happening is that's making me eat, and then I'll stop. Okay. But then the holidays came, okay. right? And then everyone's feeding you. There's Thanksgiving, yep. and then there's Christmas, and mm -hmm. then there's New Year's, and then the eating just never stopped. Right. So when the holidays passed, I was like, I can't, I feel not outside, mm -hmm. but inside, I don't feel well. You don't feel healthy. Right? My, my gut does not feel mm -hmm. well. I'm always bloated. I feel mm -hmm. sluggish. Got I it. feel tired all the time. I'm struggling to put my clothes on again. Got it. And that's not a good feeling for me. I understand. So that makes sense. So, yeah. so you're saying going through death triggered all these negative emotions. Yes. Uh, missing your mom, yeah. the whole nine yards. Yep. So you you chose to eat 
out of your emotions, eat your emotions. Yes. You knew it at the time. Yeah. You knew you were sabotaging yourself, yeah. but you gave yourself a pass. You said, you know what, this is temporary. Yeah. I'm going to get through it. When I'm done, when I'm ready, I'm going to reset. And, I think and that's, that's where you're everyone, at. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's how everyone gets to. You saw an end goal. You saw that this right. was temporary. Right. So you didn't, would you say you felt shame or not? Yes. What we do? You still felt shame. With myself. With yourself. Right. And why exactly? Well, because I knew I, I, I could stop, but I wasn't stopping. Got right? it. Got it. So yeah. every time I ate something, like all of those goodies that were brought what, to what did you? And what did you hear in your head? Like, I shouldn't be having this, yes. but I'm going to fucking yeah. eat it anyway. Yeah. I was like, oh, well. Next week I won't be fucking zipping up these pants at all, yep. right? But, but oh I'm well, gonna, but I, I don't feel right. bad enough right now right. to not eat that, to not have all of these goodies that are sitting right I here. I can definitely identify. Everybody yeah. was bringing donuts to work and cookies yep. and cakes and, and pies you just went and with it. girl. You couldn't say no. I could not say no. Got it. Yes, I could. That's not true. I didn't you want, didn't want to, to say no. You didn't want to. But you identified no. it. You yes. were aware of it. Which I is, was aware. Which is really half the battle. A lot of people are not aware. No, that is you know? No, they aren't. And, I'm, and I think what happens is, is they all of a sudden the light bulb comes on and they become aware. Mm -hmm. And that's when the transformation starts. Yeah. That's when they, even though they're feeling shame, I was feeling shame too. I was, every time I took a bite of something, yeah. I was like, oh. But it didn't stop. Shit. So you still, you saw the bending yeah. of the elbow and the hands yeah. coming to your mouth yeah. and you couldn't stop and I was it. like, this yeah. is the most delicious fucking cookie I've ever had. Right? And I'm going to enjoy <laughs> every moment. Fucking yeah. stay away. Do not take my cookies. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, right. I can identify with all that. And I don't think sure. you're alone. I think a lot of our listeners can identify with that. But, you know, believe it or not, we take it for granted that some people actually actually are not aware. They're not. They don't know. They don't know what the triggers are. They don't know why they're eating or doing what they're doing. They don't know that they're sabotaging right. or how they're sabotaging and hence why they're not getting results. Right. And I mean, I we're just at this point, we're just talking about eating your health, right? But it could be something else. It could yes. be relationships, like where you keep triggering the same cycles yeah. until you're aware and, did that too, and being able to do something story, about right? it. And instead of feeling shame, working through and be like, mm -hmm. how do I move through this shame and how do I make changes that will actually finally get the results I want, right. everyone's on a different path. Right. But I think that is a good example of, yeah. you know, you identified something that about yourself that you wanted to improve, yep. but when you're good and ready, and only you can identify you can, yeah, and you, define that. People can tell you so many things, like you should be doing this or you shouldn't be doing that, but and you know it, right? You know inside you shouldn't be eating this, you know, four Whoppers a week and eating like McDonald's french fries every day. You know that you shouldn't be doing that, but they're good, damn it. And you want them, right? And you're going to do it anyway. Yeah. And it doesn't matter yeah. what other people say. It takes that moment of what you finally right. say to yourself. Right. I'm... I'm making this decision. I'm, right. I have made this decision. I'm going to make a commitment. Yep. You surround yourself with people who have also made those decisions and those commitments instead of the, uh, people who are eating the Whoppers and the French fries every day. And then you make that change within yourself. So we're going to talk about that today. Yep. We're going to talk about self-awareness. We're going to talk about shame. We're going to talk about self-improvement, what we do, what others might be doing, some tips yep. on how you can work on yourself, what it takes, and how to handle people who support or don't support your efforts. That's and, right. you know, and it's our a lot comments of work. and things. It's a it's lot of a lot work. Of work. Um, so I'm going to share my story on shame, but not at this very moment. I want to first define some things okay. for our listeners. Um, 
So we've, we pulled a few articles on working on yourself. One is called Self-Awareness is Sexy, and that's found in Psychology Today, and it's an article by Diana Rabb, R-A-A-B. We found another article called Deep Inner Work is the New Sexy, and that's by David Bowrand. Why can we never find articles with names that we can freaking pronounce? I don't know. Um, well, this article, oh, let's that see, would, that would I don't even easy. know where we found it, but his last name is B as in boy, A-U-M-R-I-N-D. And another article, uh, is found in psychalive.org and it's called A Guide to Finding Yourself and it is by Psychalive. That's my um, favorite one. And that's one of our favorite so I articles. I highly recommend you go and read that um, one if you're, if you're yep, interested. Yep, so again, self-awareness is sexy, deep inner work is the new sexy, and a guide to finding yourself. So, so you, if you can always sexy, look up these articles. Yeah. Well, first of all, we got to find <laughs> how to, not everyone might find this sexy that working on the self. So let's first talk about what what we were saying about your, you knew that you were emotionally eating, mm -hmm. right? You were aware of it. So Very um, there's a quote by Aristotle in this article that shared. It says, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. So you knew what you were doing and therefore you decided when it was time to make a change. Then you implemented, got the tools to make a change. Then now you are executing that change. That's right. And the change is to reset your health and well-being right, right now, starting with your gut health and yes. detoxing from impurities and the junk mm -hmm. you're eating, right? So there's a process involved. But if she didn't know herself, none of that would have triggered that process and now endure the results. That's right. right. So, or at least positive results, desired results she's right. looking for. So in this article, when we talk about self-awareness, what does that even mean? Okay. Uh, she says self-awareness is about knowledge, understanding, and recognition of who you are. Knowing who you are means that you're mindful of your personality, your character, your motives, your strengths, your weaknesses, your passions, and your desires. You know, some people don't know no, the shit about themselves. They don't, and it, it takes unaware. a long time. And it, you know, it does take a long time to to figure it out. Some people might go their whole lives never figuring it out. But let me tell you, when you figure out, especially your weaknesses, right? When you mm. can admit to your shit, mm -hmm. and and you can. Um, be aware of it all and just be like, yep, that's exactly what I do and that's, you know, self-sabotaging me and I need to make a change on that. Would you, do you think it, it's freeing yes. or do you think it's like, no. like oh my it's, God, oh yeah, like, it is at you first, know, I think it's scary. At first. Scary. Yeah. You're like, fuck, you don't want anything that you have any right. weaknesses, right? right? Who wants to even think that they have like anything to be weak about or any mm -hmm. weaknesses that they need to work on. But once you get over that moment of like, Jesus. But now that I, I have really, this information, what yeah. can I do with it, what, right? Yeah. Then work on it. Do mm -hmm. something about it. Don't just take it in and say and be scared of it. So we're going to talk about yeah. that. We're right. talking about this article always says being self-aware means being able to identify what makes you unique. So many people are looking at what's wrong with them, mm -hmm. but there's also what's right with them. What makes right. them unique? And it means in terms of your thoughts, your actions, mm -hmm. I think your attitudes, your opinions, oh, right? Oh, yeah. uh, from sensuality to your ambitions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this real quick and then we're going to move on though. How many people rely on their partner to define themselves? How many women you know were married and then you find out later, 20 years later, they want a divorce because they're like, I don't even know who I am. What about what I want? Everything I was doing for was for everybody else. It's probably the majority. That's part of the, yeah. they lack I mean, self-awareness. They were in that like daily grind of being a mom, raising kids, cooking, cleaning, trying to, you know, keep and, the house and, in order, like right. that. And, and you lose yourself. You hear all the time, I lost myself. Yes. But at some point, 
the light bulb goes on, oh, the yeah. windows fly open, and all of a sudden it's a whole new world. Free. You're free. <laughs> yeah. You get emptiness, and it's like yeah. like self awareness. Who am I? Guess what? You can redefine yourself at every stage of your life. You sure who can. you are then is not necessarily who you are now. Who you are today might not be who we're going to be tomorrow. When I met you. You did not have the courage to talk about your trauma. I did not. You were, you were, right. you were able to get enough out and talk to me. But back then, did you no see yourself knew. talking about it on air? No, God, not yet. No, I never thought I would dare air my well, quote unquote dirty laundry. Right. Right. And I then, mean, who wants to? I don't want any, anyone to know that I was abused for 15 years. And now, who wants to admit that? And A now, weakness, once you right? did, right? Shame. Shame. Right. You felt shame. Yeah. And now. And then once you did it, it got you to the other side. It did. And now you have found new purpose from that pain. That's right. So we are always about repurposing our pain and using that passion to help others. Should have talked about it sooner. But, you know, you weren't ready. You weren't then. You weren't the same person, Mm -mm. right? No. Um, So having all this information can be empowering. Now, if you could see what I see in Stacia, when I look at her, she says she ate like crap, ate like crap. You wouldn't necessarily know it by looking at her. And when I asked her why, because she says she works out like an animal at the gym. Because she knows what she's doing behind the scenes. We don't. I don't go home with her at night. I don't see her in the kitchen popping who knows what into her mouth. Okay. Now, but she's she has tried doing something about it to kind of keep that balance. But now she's ready to go full throttle by watching her eating and doing a detox. But same thing with other parts of our lives. You know. Now that she has the information and willingness, the courage to share, she's gained confidence and wanting to share her story to help others. And that's empowering. That's right. And I am sharing my story with this uh, 21-day journey, too, on my social media. And Perfect. I have inspired a couple of people to actually buy the uh, detox, the reset. There you go. And um, now we're all, like, in conversation about our days and how we're feeling. And so that's a, that's a great feeling to so know. So that's that, a benefit yeah. to being open and honest with yourself, being self-aware, using that information for good. Yep. Not only is she helping herself, but by just by her doing that, she's empowering, inspiring others to look within themselves. So I'll be like, you know what? I also don't feel good about myself. What can I do to make a positive change? That's so right. that's the benefit of sharing your shame or working through your shame, right? Right. So now, according to this article, other ways, okay, of getting to know yourself is putting it down on paper. It's just starting to have a conversation with yourself, pen to paper, um, can help your healing and transformation process. What comes out of your head and onto that paper could be really eye-opening. Some ways to go about journaling, she says, is to start talking about, you know, who are the most important people in your life are? What's my valuable possessions? What am I good at? What do I need to improve? What makes me happy? What makes me sad, angry? What am I afraid of? Good There's point. a lot Good of power and put asking yourself and yeah. writing it down. No one else has to see it. That's right. But you see it, and that's when light bulbs can go off. And do you think you're the most honest with yourself when you're journaling? Right. Because uh, you know no one's going to see it, right? So you can be brutally mm-hmm. honest with yourself without having to feel like someone's judging you. Right. Right. No one has to see it. Right. I hide my shit all the time. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But also, as you as you do the journaling process, it might. You might become even more and more honest, and it's going to start peeling back yeah. the layers just by that practice, right? Right. right. Um, you also might start it might start jogging some memories from your childhood. There's clues into what you remember, and I want to share this real quick. When okay. I ran a holistic practice back east, one of the things that we did in helping them heal physically is to talk about what are the things that they remember from their past. You know, when everyone's suffering from a physical injury or some kind of ailment, they want to think of the most recent thing. 
Right. But I said, there's other clues, but examine your past. And this is the kind of stuff that came up when we were talking with, with Dr. The, Rachel Hamill, right. too. That's right. And the things that you remember the most are the biggest clues. Right. So you might not remember much about your life, you know, when you were a child, but you remember that big fall that you took out of that tree. Yeah. That you remember, if you remember that, you know your body did, too. Oh, sure. And it's carrying that trauma, you know. And so... But I mean other things too. It might be of all the great things you've heard in your life, you remember this one time that you were embarrassed or humiliated in front of a group of people by whatever, your mother, your father, your sister, your teacher, your right. classmate, those stick out in your head. Right. How did you feel at that moment? Those are big clues into who you are and how you feel about yourself. That's right. And maybe you carry it and it you. carries and then that carries in your attitudes, your actions and you know, how you live your life or don't live your life. And your relationships and whatnot. And you may not right? be aware of that. You might not be aware of it. You may not so pay remember attention. it in the front of your mind, but pay it's attention. always in there, and that's caused you to do the things that you've done or follow the path that you've followed. Or exactly, like that, right? they're all clues. So that's be right. your own little detective. That's right. It also talks about you know writing down your favorite things, your favorite food, your favorite places to travel, or your dreams and whatnot. I, I can't help but think of that movie, uh, Runaway Bride. In the movie yeah, with Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts, she doesn't even know how she likes her eggs. Right. She tends to lose herself in every relationship. She becomes whatever she thinks she's supposed to become by well, the different kind of guys. Like. She likes what they like. Right. They She'll like do what they like to do. She made exactly. she likes scrambled. If they like their eggs over easy, she liked over easy. Exactly. That's right. I remember the that. The minute you're single or you're alone, mm -hmm. we really get to know. But who am I? What do I like? Do I really want and, to eat those fried eggs? And, and does what I like is that good enough, or right. do I have to be like everyone else? Yeah. No, right? Um, so these are all ways that you can increase your self-awareness. Writing. Yeah. Writing. Okay. Which is a big one for you. Um, other ways to create and increase your self-awareness. Setting intentions. Setting intentions, she says, involves focusing your thoughts in a particular direction with the goal of manifesting what you want in life. So in other words, what are your intentions? You know, Not just like when a, a boy is dating your daughter. Son, what are your intentions with my daughter? What are your intentions with your life? Right. What are your intentions with your direction? Doesn't mean you have to. Doesn't mean like you're going to be judged on it. It just means, what would you like to see, I think, happen for you? Even if you don't know how, you know? Um, whatever that looks like to you. Now, to take a next step is to take action in deciding what it is you'd like to change. So then she goes into setting a goal. So setting an intention and setting a goal are different. Setting a goal means you're going to take action right. based on that intention to make it happen. Right. That's how you make that uh, intention manifest itself. Okay. Um, other things. Mindful meditation. I wish okay. I could mindfully meditate. I can't meditate at all. My mind won't stop moving or So thinking. maybe make that a goal. Maybe yeah. there's a way of learning. There are meditation teachers to teach you. Maybe you need a little more one-on-one, -on -one, right? I, yeah, but probably. this article talks about mindful meditation. is about paying attention to the thoughts that are racing through your mind. What's If you're saying your mind can't shut off, okay, try to stop for a minute and be like, what what thoughts yeah. are racing through my mind? What what do they entail? What or what memories or what, you know, right, what, right. what am I seeing? Because they can be clues. And you can write them down, too. And you can write them down. And you can see if you continuously think of those things, right? Do you, I, Am I always thinking like that? And I think that's some place, that's the loop where I think some people get stuck, is like they don't yeah. want to admit what they keep thinking. Yeah, right. But it's right. a big clue. That if you don't, If you don't learn how to identify your, your thoughts, because that's self-talk, it plays out in your speech and sure. in your actions. So if you're looking at your actions, 
and the results of your actions, you're not liking it, you gotta dial it backwards, all the way back to your thoughts. All right, what, am I, what are the results? How's my life look? All right, what are my actions that I took to get there? Okay, what, what was I feeling to make those actions? And what am I feeling based on what am I thinking? What am I, it all starts with your thoughts. It does. We are all That's a culmination of our thoughts, right? Yeah, so sure. mindful meditation is a good tool to help you increase that awareness. What am I obsessing about? Yeah. What, 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 what loop keeps playing in my mind? And how do I stop it, fix it, or adjust it, maybe? Right. Um, another tool, and I've done this, and a lot of athletes do this, visualization. Okay. Okay. Visualization is a technique where you close your eyes, use your imagination to create what you want in your life. So let's say... Can I close my eyes and visualize my stomach having like yes. a six-pack abs? Yep. All start right. visualizing. Start I'm visualizing visualize it. my six-pack abs. Um, <laughs> this includes anything from manifesting, you know, fulfilling relationships, good health, financial abundance, inner peace, harmony, you know, whatnot. Um, it's an effective way to deal with psychological or physical wounds because it offers a way to cope with traumatic events. So it can help you open up to new creative energies and transpersonal realms that can be beneficial for your self-expression and writing. So let's wow, say, okay. let's say something happened bad in your past. We both have things that happened yeah. bad in our past. What do we want to envision for our future? We don't for, want to envision to continue on so with that bad path, right? It's a, it's a little more than daydreaming. Right. It's actually, if you can you picture yourself, you know, in a bathing suit? What color is that bathing suit? What style? Where'd you buy it from? What does it look like? How do you look? How do you feel? Where are you? Who are you with? What are you doing? Picture yourself in that bathing suit. They say if you can see it. <laughs> I'm picturing. She's picturing right now. <laughs> If you can see it, you can believe it, and you can achieve it. I always say, keep dreaming, keep achieving, keep keep dreaming, keep believing, keep achieving. If you 100%. can see it, it can happen. Yes, it's when you can't see it is the problem. But I always say, whatever. If you can see something now, then it is very possible that it's in your future if you act on it. Oh, right? I agree with that. Absolutely. Here's some other ideas. Ooh. I had thought about this a long time ago, and I chicken out from doing it. Hypnosis. Oh. Ooh, I'm afraid of that. I know. I think that's what I'm afraid I was of afraid of what would happen. Yeah. Um, but it can be used to treat trauma because I have big lapses in memory. Oh, there are things really? I don't remember, and I know it's because I don't want to remember. The, oh, okay. So your mind is doing that. So that tells on me uh, maybe yeah. I'm protecting myself. Yes. I don't want to go through that pain Absolutely. again. Absolutely. So do you? So do yeah. That's how I feel too. Sometimes do I want to remember certain things that I just feel like I might have blocked out? Do I want that to be? Do those? I want those wounds maybe opened mm -hmm. maybe there's some really great memories I just don't remember and that would be great too right so but I'm afraid of it I won't I just I think about doing it and then I'm like uh, we talk about no. self-work and we've had conversations about have we gone to therapy I think everyone could benefit going to therapy I love therapy um, but you have to really connect with that person the first and only time I went to therapy was this I remember I was like 28 years old and over the course of one month every time I went to sleep I had horrific dreams of sexual abuse. Oh my God. And in the dreams, it was never me. It was someone else. And I remember trying to stop it. Really? And it got so bad, I would wake up screaming, crying. So you went to therapy and because you were having those dreams? Yeah, I didn't know what it meant. Why am I having yeah, those dreams? Right. It got to the point where I didn't want to close my eyes because I didn't want to see sexual abuse. Right. And I mean, I remember, I still remember one very violent. And I went to a therapist 
And all that kept coming up was like, you know, how happy am I in my current relationship? But I never really got to the bottom of anything. And all he could come up with is like, you were obviously very precocious as a child. Maybe I saw things. Um, You know, I can pick up if a man is a little too mm, sensual around you. And I tended to be around that. You know, there are certain men that made me uncomfortable. But I don't remember anything particularly happened to me. And, you know, we went through like 12... 12 sessions and he couldn't find anything so I was always puzzled about like was I or was I not sexually abused and didn't remember and 12 it? sessions is quite a yeah. bit I mean it's not like you went through two nothing, or three and you didn't get into up. you know nothing came up anything deep, but, but I never talked about 12. other trauma like verbal oh, abuse trauma okay. but maybe just somehow that's how it played out or maybe a fight with my dream right? I, I really don't know but it I remember considering hypnosis okay be like should I find out did something happen but he kept saying, you know, I really don't think anything happened because it would have come up by now. And but I thought about hypnosis, but I was afraid of what my what I might learn. But I, my gut said that nothing happened to me. But yet, why was I having those dreams? Isn't that like the strangest thing? That's really weird. But I think we have those moments in our life where I had where this hypnosis comes up for me is when I moved to Virginia, I would go to Fredericksburg all the time and I had a feeling that I had lived there before. I'm almost like I knew the, the town okay. before even... I've heard of that. You know, being you know involved in it or trying to find my way around. It seemed like I just knew where to go, right? Or places and things. And I had this vision of myself by the Rappahannock River all the time. And so I thought, I wonder if I've been here in another life uh-huh. and wouldn't it be kind of cool to have hypnosis done to see if I had there's always if clues. I had lived in you know in there maybe I wasn't me a woman I could be a dog in that life mm-hmm. for all I know right. and like lapping up the water right. from the river but um or it was I part of your soldier path. or I could have been anybody right I believe it was and, part of your path yeah so I always felt so comfortable and I think that's why I connect with the state mm-hmm. and living there. And, like, I feel like Virginia is my home. Mm-hmm. I feel like because at one time it was, was. my home. was. And so I always kind of thought hypnosis would be fun to find out. But then I think about the other side of it. What if something shitty right. comes up? Right. I don't right. want the shit interfering with my fun, you know, recollection of living in Richmond or living in Fredericksburg at one point in time. So, no, I've just never done it. Um, they say with hypnosis it can be used to treat trauma minimize self-sabotaging issues, assist you in overcoming fears and weight management concerns, and it can help you release a specific habit or deal with denial. So I think you can get some breakthroughs through hypnosis. Correct, correct. Another idea this article mentions is doing breath work, which involves connecting with what we all need to do to keep alive, breathing. How many times do you know, like, I have found myself holding my breath? A lot. I have the Breathe app on my. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that. Mm-hmm. When but I get really off. anxious, I I don't re- I don't even know. I realize, am I breathing right now? Mm-hmm. I hold my breath a lot. A lot of tension in my gut, hence where my issues are. It's right? a good. It's really good. I'm going to tell you. I highly recommend it because my watch will inform me when I need to breathe, and so you just like start it, and it's I think it's a minute of like. Just in and out. What's the name of that app? Breathe. Breathe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It says to maintain a sense of optimal well-being and health, it's a good idea for us to be conscious mm-hmm. of our breath because it keeps us in touch with our body and supports change and transformation. I, I believe, believe it's a big part of the mind-body connection. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we breathe subconsciously all the time, right? But if we focus on the breath, and it's big in meditation, mm-hmm. where you can um, feel and hear the sound of your breath coming in through your nose and then out through your mouth as loud and as long as possible. Just that paying attention is meditative. Absolutely. Um, 
and a big part of centering yourself, big part of creating self-awareness. Like, how do I feel in this moment? How how anxious am I? How and you do know once how strained you am I exactly? Yep. Yep. Um, and now, what you just mentioned, so to speak, um, number six, another way of increasing self-awareness is recalling your dreams. And here's what I'm bad at doing. I have so many dreams. I need to freaking write them yeah, down. Yeah, get a dream journal. I gotta get a dream journal. Yeah. Are you ready for this? No. No. Sometimes I have these dreams and I don't remember them till like I don't know, twelve hours later. Yeah. Like all yeah, sudden, I, I it just cool. happened. Yeah. This morning I had a dream. I think it was the day before and I forgot about it. I had this crazy dream. I dream about ex-boyfriends a lot. Ooh, girl. A lot. No boy. And I don't know what that means because lack of closure. Um, things I did to hurt me. I I don't know. But I had this dream that it was my old, an old boyfriend. Um, before I met my husband, he was the love of my life. He was the guy I was with the longest. Um, and I dreamt whoever I was dating at this time, I couldn't see his face. A lot of times I can't see their faces. Okay. Um, my ex was uh, a building inspector of one town. And in this dream, my current boyfriend was going to be an inspector of the next town over. And I had to have them meet for some reason, and I've never done that. And Ooh. I don't know. I don't remember much of the dream, but I remember it being really awkward. But I, I remember waiting. I'm like, what the fuck? Why, do I, why am I still awkward. having dreams about yeah. my exes? I mean, I can it's go way back and have. I guess. Um, I think it's because I I lack such self confidence, self worth, self love, and self esteem that it played out so much in my relationships. And I think it's because I'm finally beginning the healing process and sure, identifying yeah. who I was then and who I am now because I'm telling you right now those boyfriends could see me now they'll be like whoa who is this look yeah. at you yeah. and good for you right right you know if only I knew you then yeah now right then what if how my relationship would have been different um I used to have a lot of dreams before I got married mega dreams about getting married oh. I had nightmares about getting married oh they were nightmares oh yeah I'd be like oh. running to the church to my wedding and I wasn't prepared Whoa. I remember running in the rain, going to the church, knew when I was going to get married, but I didn't know who I was going to get married to. And I'd be running up to the guests, do you know who I'm marrying? Oh, do you know? oh, yeah. I had dreams where I had a bright red lacy dress, and that's what I was going to wear to Girl. my wedding. And I'm like, why am I wearing red? Right red light district. What is that? What is good? <laughs> I had other dreams where I had this, that, and the other thing. I had the dress, but my hair and makeup weren't done. My nails were done, so I looked like crap. Right. I, I mean, I just, I was... Always never prepared, and I didn't know what was going to happen. I had such anxiety about getting married. And then look at you. Since I got married, me. those dreams have gone away. See? But that was indicative of my whole life. Because you, I was because afraid of getting married. I think it was because you knew you weren't ever with the right person at yeah. the time. I was right? always anxious about how do you know when he's the right yeah, one. Right. And am I, should I get married? Am I the right one? Right. Uh, and that's another issue. But, it, you know, that definitely had to... That definitely stemmed from my traumas, childhood, my parents' marriage, and my mom just drilling into my head that, you know, she made me so afraid I was going to pick the wrong one, you know. Um, no wonder you had that. But that was kind of, that's a clear one, but sometimes they're sure. not so clear. Like, well, what the hell does that mean? Like, you know. Um, now, so those are ways to create self-awareness. Create, creating self-awareness is a huge deal and be able to make change, right? Now, uh, we were wanting to talk about shame. So oh, I want to yeah. talk about, you have a story about that. what happened to me just that. the other day. Yeah. I texted Stacia yeah. like, can you believe this shit? I, know. I went <laughs> I to like, the gym. I'm going to go drop her. <laughs> I'm going to go drop her. I'm going to lay this bitch <laughs> out. I need to, I, I'm leaving work right, right now. now. <laughs> I went to the gym the other day and 
unfortunately my back is starting to ache again just when I thought my back was doing better it's taken another turn and I'm really getting down about it because I really miss training hard and January is usually a month that I train like my hardest and I haven't been able to do it and I'm really like not myself without training the way I want so but I forced myself to go to the gym and I'm an all-nothing girl so if I'm not training the way I want then sometimes I just don't want to do it I yeah it's, I understand I'm bad like yeah. that if I can't lay out and do my burpees then I don't want to do a sissy workout. I, walking doesn't work for me. Look at me. Walking is not going to take oh these my pounds God. off. You know? Let's so, but I forced myself I, no. to go to the gym because it's all about creating habit, you know? Yes. I have no excuse not to go to the gym. So I go to the gym, and it was like middle of the day, so it was quiet. And the woman behind the desk was like our age group. Very nice. I've seen her before. You could tell she was just looking to make small talk. And I come in, and she greets me warmly. Hey, how are you doing today? And I have to admit, I was kind of like, eh, I'm okay. She's like, just okay, what's going on? And I was like, well, my back is bothering me. And so it's kind of a bummer. So going to physical therapy. And, you know, I just kind of told her that. She's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I go, yeah, and it didn't help that I put on some weight. I go, you know, I ate freaking chocolate and brownies every day last month. And right away, she goes, well, shame on you. Ouch. I was like, <laughs> what did you the do? look on my face, I froze. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't think I was breathing. I'll tell you that right now. No breath work. Yeah. And I was just like in shock. She must have seen a look on my face. And I took a beat. I was like, I'm not going to react yet, but I'm going to just take it in. And uh, I think she saw the look on my face. And from there, she went on to say a bunch of positive, encouraging things. Well, you're here now. And you identify. And like, she was just said a bunch of positive things. But I'm going to tell you right now. Well, how did, yeah, but I don't remember what she said because all I focused on and all what shocked me was the fact that she said, shame on you. So let me just take a minute and say this. One. Unless you are my mother, my <laughs> husband, or a close friend, someone who's like in it to win it with yeah. me, like part of my daily life, we're talking about my goals and whatnot, I don't need to hear a complete stranger say to me, shame on you. Oh. I would never say that to someone else in jest or not, unless it's someone I'm really comfortable with and who, who I know I can right. say that to and right. why. And and she's in the fitness profession should she be saying that to her customers no, no. and so but I like how she backtracked pretty quickly but though, i think right? she backtracked quickly she recognized what she said and maybe how she said it. i think her intentions were good i see the good in everybody i believe her intentions were good because she's always been friendly and um, again i don't know her but i think her intentions were were good but her execution was poor right and i don't think she'll say that again but it's like shame like i'm already feeling shameful yeah. I have already identified. You said it out loud already. I've right? already admitted yes. to my poor choices. I own them. That's I'm right. not putting them on anyone. I am not making excuses. I'm not blaming anyone but myself. That's right. You but said the it same didn't help time, that I did this, this, and this, right? But now I'm here. But at the same I time, know. I am practicing oh. compassion. This is the difference between me now and me then. Right. Me then, I'd be feeling shameful and feeling bad right. that I ate bad. And then I'd, I'd eat bad again because I feel bad about myself. Now, I'm like, all right, I felt bad. I allowed myself my little pity party for a month about things that were going on in my life. And I ate bad. It was the holidays. And my back was bothering me. And I had a cold and all that kind of stuff. There was other stuff going on. But I knew that it was going to be temporary. And now I'm paying for it. And I remember saying in December, oh, my January body is going to be showing up. Any day now from these, <laughs> this is a cookie, brownie, chocolate body from December, but I know that, but I don't need you telling me that. 
especially someone you don't know. Unless I'm paying you, where I say, I'm going to pay you to bitch slap me next time yeah. you see a cookie in my hand. Right. You know, so, so on and so forth. But I don't feel like that was her place to say it that. It was not. I have to agree with that. It was I would not. never have said that to somebody. Mm. But? But that's the difference between where your mindset right. is. And I don't, she probably, and I'm not sticking up for her. No, I know. You know better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be bitch slapped. Yeah, no. Right. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure, like you said, she probably had no mean intentions when she said no. it. But some people don't think before they speak. Correct. And that's, I'm guilty of it too. And this is why. But you have to know your audience I didn't bitch slap too, her. right? She's this is why I didn't bitch BFF. slap her. You don't call her every day and talk to her about your shit, right? You, you don't, and that's, you know, something that a lot of people don't get. Right. But. She she backpedaled really well. Words are powerful. <laughs> yeah, because they all can you help. Is what she said in the beginning. They can help or they can harm someone. Yeah. I give her the benefit of the doubt. I practice aloha. I said this this bitch obviously made a mistake, and I think she caught herself. I'm not going to point it out to her. Right. I think my look on my face said it all. That's right. It and did. I can be very forgiving and compassionate. And I was also able to laugh it off yeah. myself, you know? I, you know. But at the same time, like I hope she doesn't do that to someone else. Right. Someone who could be a lot more sensitive. And where they are right now right. in their lives, exactly. you know? She doesn't happen to know, like, she's talking to someone who was, who was a trainer mm -hmm. and who has a series right. of emotional eating right. in her past and trauma in her past. But the next person might not have taken it too well. And who knows what they would have done yeah. and how they re responded. So be careful what yeah. you say to others because it can help or hurt them. Um, so I will practice aloha. I forgive you, lady at the gym. <laughs> lady at Don't the gym. fucking do it again. Um... <laughs> Well, let's talk about shame. Uh, in this article called Deep Inner Work is the New Sexy, simply put, shame is the intensely painful feeling that there is something profoundly and deeply wrong with us. Point blank, it doesn't fucking feel good. It didn't feel good when she said shame on you. That's right. Right? That's right. We want to hide ourselves away, afraid that what's inside is so ugly that we don't dare show it to the world. For mm. me to talk about, I'm an emotional eater. You know, That's people it. say that in jest and funny, oh, so upset, let's go, the boy broke up with me, let's go eat some ice cream. Yeah, right, you know, like that Everyone pint, knows right. that, go buy that pint of ice yeah. cream, you know, whatever. But there's a lot of shame and a lot of closet eating out there. Yeah. There's a lot of it going on out there. Yeah, and we and people that. can feel shame, ashamed about it, right. because it, to me it shows, I lost control. Yep, and we don't ever want to show that we lose control. Right, I lost control of my emotions. Yeah. Yeah. I lost control of my, I, like you said, wasn't able to put the cookie down. Yeah. I know as it's going in my mouth, I shouldn't do that shit, but I can't stop yeah. myself. Um, and the whole time I'm thinking, well, yep. these pants are going to go away for a couple of months, and but okay, I don't care. So in this article, it talks about how we don't talk about shame, mm. but it's at the heart of our suffering. Yeah. And I, So talking about your shame is important if you ever want to heal from your suffering. That's very true. For some of us, it says this pain is so intense that we're driven to one, addiction, yep. two, eating disorders, three, depression. Bing, Hello. bing, bing, right? Yeah, right. Uh, to say that shame is difficult to deal with is an understatement. It's a fucking monster, it wow. says. It really is. It can be brutally hard at times, but there's no, but there's always reason for hope, right? If you're willing to do the work like we're discussing, right. there are ways that we can increase our resistance to shame and that's why deep inner work is a new sexy, it says. Now, again, when this woman said this to me, I didn't let it kill me. Right, of course. I didn't run out yeah, of there and go buy that pint yeah, of ice cream. Right. I recognize, like, this bitch just made a grave mistake, but I'm going to let her live one yeah. more day. 
I'm not gonna let it stop me from getting on that treadmill. Right. I could have turned tail and did it give you any more motivation to get on the treadmill uh, or no? No. Okay. Because I didn't let her have that power over me. Okay. And again, why I'm saying to someone else, it might have had that uh, some kind of detrimental effect where I would have had more power to that right. person. I was like. I'm not gonna let her pull yeah. me off my path. I know, I know, mom. Thanks, okay, for my poor decisions. I get it. I'm here. I'm gonna do the work, and I like let it go, good, so to good. speak. But I knew I wanted to talk about it. Right. I wanted because to raise awareness because it it's happening. Right. It because if, to it, you. if it's not that woman, it could be your husband that says something, sure. or your coworker, yeah. or did something happen to you this oh, week? Oh, yeah, that's right. It did. I mentioned that earlier, and I forgot about it. I'm glad you brought it up. It's short, but um, she asked me. How my who's she? Um, just I'm not gonna name just any names. someone at work, yeah, a someone at work, yeah. Okay. And I, she said, so how's your reset going? And oh, I had my little my container of food for lunch in my hand, and I was going to the kitchen, and she's like, that's look at your little container of food, and I'm like, this is actually a lot of food. It doesn't look like it because my container is big. Okay. But and it was like you know maybe not even half full. Of I said, but put it on a plate. It fills the plate, okay. right? So I said, so it's not really that little and she said well how's it going and I said good I'm down six pounds and this was on Thursday okay and I started my reset on Sunday this is the same day right this thing happened to me at the gym <laughs> wow <laughs> our, our that's day, right because yeah. I had told you what uh-huh. she said and then you told me your story yeah so she uh she said oh well that's just water weight and I said well oh, great, yeah thanks. bitch I know it's just water weight but it's <laughs> fucking six pounds less of it's water something. weight I'm carrying around right, right. now right what the hell? You gotta start somewhere. I know water weights the first. What did you say to her? Rodeo. What did you say? I was to her? like, that's all I said. Yeah, I know. And I okay. walked back. I walked away into but the you're kitchen. Like, yeah. Well, right? that in my mind, I was actually thinking, well, what the fuck. Thanks a lot. Okay. I'm not. Don't ask me if you ask me again how it's going. I'm yeah, just gonna say fun. good. Yep. It's going fine. Yep. And that's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna walk away because you really, you know, I who needs that? Right. And who I needs? didn't feel shame about it, but I just felt like. She was trying to be like, oh, well, that's nothing. Like, put you down. Like, yeah. diminish. Yeah, diminish the fact saying. that I have been working really hard for the past um, four days, five days, and I'm down six pounds, so I am working really hard, right? right? Acknowledge that, bitch. Let me ask you this. You were proud of your progress. I am after, proud of my progress. Right, after what she said, did that change no. how proud you were or not? No. Okay. Not even, so it didn't, didn't, not even didn't, a You didn't waver? Oh, no. You are just like, uh, I learned from that mistake. I never talked to no, her I again. No, I knew I was down six pounds. I knew I'm working really hard, and you want, you weren't going to make that. What do you think me. that says about her? Oh, well, jealousy, maybe? Jealous. Maybe insecure, wishes she could right. make that commitment, but she can't. Right. So misery loves company, yep. right? It's like yep. a prevailing fucking thing mm-hmm. in our society. Yep. They want what you want, and if they can't, they want to bring you down, yep. right? Yeah. Um, in this article, it talks about how a lot of shame stems from our childhood and what happened to us, things that we had no control over. And what took place in our shame, too, is on an unconscious level, and then we carry it into our adulthood. Okay. Um, that's why it's our responsible now, responsibility now as an adult to heal ourselves. Um, but the amount of healing that we do is proportional to the amount of effort we put into it. Right? Effort. There's effort. that word, effort. Okay. Yes. So now, we talked about, just like the last article, what can we do to put in positive effort to heal? One, we talked about journaling, right? Yes. In this article, it also goes into talking. Mm. voicing, verbalizing our efforts, right? Okay. Or or the things that we're aware about we don't like about ourselves or we want to change, right? Yeah. Um, so journaling is good, but talking about it is even better. Now, when you talk to someone, you have to pick someone, it says, that is worthy 
of your vulnerability. Yeah. Because when you're talking about something you want to change about yourself, that's your admitting, right. hey, this is an area that I don't particularly like or I'd like to improve. It's an area of weakness Find for me. Find your tribe. Find your tribe, <laughs> it says. So you, yeah. you're so vulnerable, be very picky who you share your stuff mm -hmm. with. Find people who are empathetic and yep. kind. Yep. Um, so that it provides a safe place for you to share your biggest fears. Here's a quote by Brene Brown. Ready? Ready. Our stories are not meant for everyone. Hearing them is a privilege, and we should always ask ourselves this before we share. This is what you ask. Who has earned the right to hear my story? Okay. If we have one or two people in our lives who can sit with us and hold space for our shame stories and love us for our strengths and struggles, we are incredibly lucky. If we have a friend or small group of friends or family who embraces our imperfections, <laughs> vulnerabilities, and power and fills us with a sense of belonging, we are incredibly lucky. And that is by Brene Brown. She has great TED Talks too, by the way, people. If you ever want to listen to her, she's a, an amazing, inspirational yes. speaker. So to combat shame, one, you got to be vulnerable vulnerable enough to talk to someone mm -hmm. number two you got to pick the right people to talk to number three by sharing it out in the open that's how we manage our shame but in a healthier way oh, so okay, you can manage right. your shame by emotional eating or you can manage your shame by hey let me talk this through yeah someone right right let me let me create a healing process out of this um it takes courage it right it sure does um but it builds resilience mm -hmm. Right? That's what this article mm -hmm. says. And that is what leads to a greater self-acceptance. Hey, I accept this about myself. Right. You know, and I want to make clear, when we talk about self-improvement, it's not saying that you're not good enough or that you're not yeah, enough. Yeah, we should probably stress that. You know? And I, when I give you my commentary about my stuff uh, and what I think about all this, it's just about accepting where you are now, right. but what do you want to do with it? Is there something you want to change about it? But it also, this also leads to trust creating deeper connections with people, so improving our relationships, and all by the result of sharing. Um, I want to share one more quote by Brene Brown. Okay, good. Um, if we can share our story with someone who responds with empathy and understanding, shame can't survive. That's right. You start diminishing you up, that right? feeling of shame yeah. the more you share it. Like we, Stacia and I have had you know, conversations about trauma. I, I was not willing to talk about my past. Yeah. Because I had shame about it. Yeah. I didn't want to admit that mm, I, I wasn't was spoken easier? to more loving or... Sorry. Sorry. Was it easier for you to open up to me when you knew my past? That is a good question. Because yes. I think it was easier yes. for me to start talking more. Yes. We started the talk, right, about things that have happened to us. But when we started sharing more, I feel that it was... I found my tribe. Right? Yes. I found someone who understands that... Not exactly what I've gone through, because right. you didn't go exactly right. what I went through, and I did not go what you went through, but we each went through something that was traumatic and found someone who we knew would understand, yes. so made it easier to talk to, and therefore now talk openly. I think, I think when you find someone who's went through something similar, mm -hmm. and if not similar, but the effects of what something is, right. is similar right. if the impact is similar right hey I also have a problem with blah 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 you do too but mm -hmm. might be for different reasons but I also think the fact that you might be quote-unquote you know 
holding on to a secret. Yeah, right. What's the deep, ugly part of you? Right. What's the secret that you're hiding? Right. And what is, what's a secret to you might not be a big deal to someone else, but it's the fact that I'm not completely opening up about right. everything about me. And those are big clues about who we are, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so finding your tribe is vital to your optimal health and well-being. Yes. Okay. Um, last, I want to go over um, a guide to finding yourself, this article. But before I do... I wanted to share some of my feedback on, you know, what I think about working on yourself. Okay. Um, so we talk about, is self-improvement, is that the new sexy? What do you think about people who work on themselves? I'm going to ask you first before I give my opinion, but what do you think about people who are working on themselves, no matter what it is? What if they're going through hypnosis? What if they're doing breath work? What if they're learning mindful meditation? What if they're doing yoga? What if they're seeing a therapist? What's your reaction to people who are doing any kind of work on good themselves. for you good for you good and for why you. why well because we can all we all have something that we need to work on for ourselves and like that comes back to being aware do you know that you have something that you need to work on do you know that you have to stop eating this junk food do you know that you have to stop dating this shitty ass person do you know any whatever the case may be the first step is being aware of it and if that person is aware of it and can admit to their shit and take steps to to overcome it or to do better for themselves or to make just a change then good for you yeah because that's amazing to me that's it's just like amazing to me to even because it took me until I was 46 Mm -hmm. to admit any of my Mm -hmm. shit to myself Mm -hmm. so if you can admit it when you're younger You're ahead yeah, of the game. You are. Then you have so much more time ahead of you to like work on your whatever it is. It doesn't even matter to me what it is. It just matters that you've acknowledged it. You've taken you've done an intentional work to make a goal and now you've put the goal into action. So for me, when people ask me, you know, why I moved to California, there's so many reasons and depending who I'm talking to what I share with them. Sure. And then um, it goes back to that too. Your story yeah. isn't for everybody, right? Right. Um, there's so many reasons why I moved to California. And one of the biggest reasons were, you know, I there were things I didn't like about myself or things I didn't like about my life. And I knew that I had to take responsibility for that. Okay. There was just something that clicked where I was just like, you know, I got to get real with myself. Mm-hmm. Am I really happy? I was faking it. I was pretending because I didn't want, I was putting up a front because I didn't want anyone to think I wasn't happy because I think not being happy is not cool. Well, sure. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you want to be thought of, oh, hey, my life is great. always so happy. Blah, blah, blah. And look how positive she is. And, and yeah, and then when someone hears one negative, you know, you have one little problem. They're like, oh. Right. Never but I wasn't, I still yeah. wasn't that person then. Right. Okay. I was somewhat, but I was looking at everyone else married with kids, you know, getting houses or just whatever, like these life events that mm-hmm. I wasn't happening. And I didn't want to admit that I, I was jealous or envious. I was happy for them, but I wasn't happy for myself. Okay. Like I wanted those things too. Don't a, I deserve that? That's a that? different thing. Right. So anyway, these are things I'm trying to say that prompted the move. Um, I'm also going to come clean with something. All right. Oh. This was part of my journey here. Um, I started having visions. Okay. So, I'm going to admit that I am clairvoyant. Okay. That I am intuitive and that it's come to my attention there are people out there that say that I'm an empath. These are all things I'm still struggling with admitting. This is a big part of my story. Um, 
I started having visions when I was 40 and even way younger, actually through my whole life, but I didn't realize what was happening. I thought I was just daydreaming a lot. Yeah, right. I thought I was imagining things, I thought I was daydreaming, but I kept seeing flashes of things. Long story short on this one, I was strongly having experiences, spiritual experiences, certain dreams when I was asleep, certain dreams when I was awake. I was having a lot of visions and I didn't know what it meant, but I knew it meant something. And I couldn't tell anybody because I didn't want anything. I was yeah, completely the, crazy. Nut crack. Right? Yeah. But the things I kept seeing is what led me here. Oh, something okay. told me that I needed to heal. Something told me that I, the answers to the questions I didn't even know I had were out here. I knew I had to move. I always knew I wasn't happy where I was. I always knew that I didn't want to stay in Connecticut. But I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to admit that's why I never worked hard to like find a place to live on my own and just oh, a okay. bunch of things. Right. Maybe that's why my relationships weren't working right. out, what have you. I knew that the answers were and why do I have so many gut issues. I knew it had something to do with my past, things I was holding in, but it was just really hard for me to process. Long story short, I come out here, meet a man, get married, have stepsons, and that experience of having that new family triggered a lot of stuff from my past. And that's when I really think the healing really began. Oh, that's good. Yes, I could have gone yeah. to therapy, but for me, I needed to uh, cathartically go through experiences that open up right. a you bunch of that. things. You needed exactly that. I knew that for me to do any real healing, I knew I had to remove myself from one situation, mm -hmm. put myself in another situation. It was my form of detox. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to quiet the noise because I just have kept hearing other people's thoughts and opinions judgments of me and whatnot what I should shouldn't be doing blah 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 um, I need to get away from certain people in order for me to heal mentally physically emotionally and spiritually and this is the path I've been on for the last few years people look at me now and think I'm so courageous and confident but it's taken time for me to get sure. there so here's what I want to say people are willing to look at themselves admit to themselves that hey there's room for improvement here uh, not only do I think that's hella sexy I think it's hella brave oh, it's and those are the brave. people those are my people mm -hmm. people who have the courage to look at themselves or their lives and be like hey I, I want it to be better right. I'm not saying I'm not good enough I'm not saying that I'm not enough I'm saying that I know that I have more potential in me that I'm not living my best life that I'm not at my best version of myself that's for me to define no one else right. right so I think that you need to look at yourself and say, is there something about myself I can change? What is something I don't like? Can I change it? Can I remove it? Or can I improve it? Right. Okay? Right. What can I do to be my best self? Um, because by focusing and doing that work, you are also influencing your attitudes and thereby your actions. And that's where real change happens. And that's where the results or the fruits of your labor show up in the mm -hmm. results in your life. So if you want better dynamics in relationships, or if you want to make more money, if you want to be happier in your day-to-day -day environment, what can you do about it to make that happen? Manifest it. Manifest it. Right. You got to think about talk it. Talk about it. You got to talk about it. Yeah. You got to take action on it yeah. for it to happen. Right. Your thoughts can become reality. Yes. And I mean, honestly, I kept seeing myself with a flower in my hair, with long hair, wearing a sundress and flip-flops by the ocean. I was like, really? what the hell is this? That's crazy. I come to find out. Yeah. I'm part Hawaiian, and I always knew I was meant to live by the ocean. And look at me. There you are. You know, aloha. Um, so I'm not saying that you need to be ashamed of who you are, or ashamed of where you're at, or what you are like, or not like. I'm saying, can you reveal more about yourself to truly live to your greatest potential? Um, what ways can you work on? Can you work on yourself to reveal the best of you? 
Um, what are your strengths and weaknesses? We talk about that. Because here's the thing. At work, they're always talking about, oh, we're doing some professional development. Right. Oh, sure. Let's learn some you skills. Some Let's polish this. Too. Let's do these workshops. Right. What about yourself? Yep. Do read personal developments. And, you know, I think that... Um, I have a bunch of books that I read, personal development books, um, as a health and fitness coach. Personal development is obviously one of the things that we always have to do. I should share some of those um, on our on uh, Tough Love and Coffee. I think yep. we could, I could yep. put a list out on Facebook. So find us at Tough Love and Coffee on Facebook, and I'll have a list of some really great personal development books if you're looking to, you know, read something to make a change or so I think it's really yourself. funny that you know if we can do all that we can for your job to develop yourself professionally to improve their bottom line what can you do to yeah. improve yourself personally right. to improve your bottom line your bottom line are the, your relationships mm -hmm. your home your your day-to-day -day life your you know your right. overall happiness your health and whatnot um, real quick when I ran a mental health and addiction treatment center out here I most of the time be that one on the phone to first feel the phone call right. I can't tell you how many people were afraid or embarrassed mm -hmm. that they needed help and I'd be the one coaching them on the phone to give them that encouragement and show them like how brave they were they are brave to make that phone call yes brave and because they're admitting they, their they shit, admit they're right? recognizing that it's, yeah. it's whatever they're carrying is negatively impacting their life right. and they don't like their life and, and what can they do about making it making this first step and i'm reaching out to you so let me emphasize that it's okay to need help it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to accept help period and maybe you don't tell that to everybody those people who are like naysayers or negative but we're telling you, yeah, this is your tough that's love. Right. <laughs> it's okay to need help, ask for help, accept help, period. Real quick, in this guide to finding yourself, uh, some of the tips they give is to make sense of your past. Yeah. Okay? They talk about, um, uh, think about what you want. Recognize your personal power. You have it. You just got to tap into it. Right, right. Practice compassion and generosity. Yes. Always saying, Love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Have compassion for yourself. It's a, those are big tools. And for other people to healing. too, because yes. it comes back to you when you practice that with other people. Yep. Um, and another thing it says is, you know, silence your inner circle mm -hmm. or your inner critic. I mean, your inner, and yes. as well as value your friendships. Right. So be very careful who you share with. Uh, there's a lot more tips in this article. Guide to find yourself. We're just running out of time. But being brave and willing to explore your past is huge keys into yes. unlocking a very healthy, happy, successful future. Absolutely. And that's why we are doing tough love and coffee to empower you that. Where there's a will, there's a way. You just gotta have hope, and we hope that we hope that yep. we've instilled that hope. And we're in you. always here for you. Like I said, we say in every one of our um, episodes, we are at toughloveandcoffee at gmail.com. You can get us at toughloveandcoffee on Instagram, on Facebook. You can DM us. You can message us. We're always here to help. Like we're we're not the experts. We're not licensed. We don't have degrees in anything, but we're experts in our experiences, experiences. and our wisdom. And we can't offer advice. We can offer friendship. We and can just support. be there to listen to you. Yeah. If you don't want advice from us, but you just want a sounding board, we're fine I with think, that too. I think there's less and less a stigma around mental health. Yeah. And I think improving your mental health is going to improve other areas Absolutely. in your life. So when you strengthen your mental health, when you strengthen that inside compass and of courage and confidence, when you improve your self-worth, when you improve your self-esteem, everything improves. That's but right. be willing to look at yourself and to admit, you know what, I lack self-esteem. I lack confidence. 
confidence. It took me years to admit that it's out okay loud. It's okay to say that to yourself. You don't have to tell the world. Right. But once you but say we it, are. We're well, telling yeah. the world in hopes that it inspires you yeah. to do something about yeah. your insecurities and Good whatnot. Lord, I still don't have, I mean, I, I have self-esteem now, but it just, that just happened five years ago. We're a work in progress yeah. and we're sharing our journeys with you so that you too can be on that path toward wellness, whatever that looks like for you. That's right. And we wish you a wonderful, very happy weekend and week, upcoming week. And from sunny San Diego, we say aloha. Aloha.